0: Good morning, this is Pastor Basin from the Little Water Church, and we thank you for joining us today. Um, we just want to thank everyone who has gone out to vote, it's our, it's our privilege as well as our responsibility, and we just want to remind everyone that Wednesday is Veterans Day. So if you have a family member, a friend, or you yourself as a veteran, we celebrate you on that day, we celebrate you more than just one day. And we thank God for you. We thank God for the men and women who have chosen, who have volunteered especially to serve our country in places here and abroad. God bless you, and thank you very much. God bless you. Stay safe. Amen. He changed my life, and now I'm free. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. And oh, as always, so be our God and our Father, we our prayers. We thank you for changing our lives, those who have come to faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you for making us free. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. And we're so grateful for these things even now. We thank you for this opportunity to stand before the congregation of the righteous and all our guests and friends. And we thank you for those who are watching and listening by way of social media. We're so thankful for all that you're doing, Bless ask you bless us now, speak to us out of your word, let us who have ears hear with the spirit of God saying unto the church, touch our ears, teach us to listen. touch our eyes that we might see Christ, in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. We're so grateful that you're with us today, uh, we thank you, we're coming from the Living Water Church here in East North, New Jersey, I'm Pastor Basin. Um, Before we get going, we just want to remind the saints that we're collecting food and and food products for um, Thanksgiving baskets. We want to give out some Thanksgiving baskets like we normally do, especially during this time of pandemic. It may be more urgent than before. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. We're going to be studying in the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 19, the story of a tax collector named Zacchaeus and his encounter with Jesus the Christ. So it's Luke chapter 19 and we'll start at verse 1. I'm going to read through the whole um, narrative and then go back and go through it. Okay. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass by that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He is going to be in the, a guest with a man who is a sinner. <laughs> and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Amen, we thank God for the reading of the word. Jesus is gonna to say to Zacchaeus today, salvation is coming to your house, yes. amen? So let's look at it again. So Jesus entered into Jericho. Jesus does things deliberately. He doesn't just ha- happen you know, just you know, by coincidence, does things, he does it deliberately. Just like he had to go through Samaria and he knew he was gonna meet the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. So he deliberately goes through Jericho Jericho is the city, if you remember, um, that Joshua and the children of Israel defeated on the way into the on the way into the Promised Land, on the way into Canaan. Land, all right. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Even folks that don't go to church know that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so what happened is, when when Joshua and the people of Israel came to Jericho, um, Joshua declared, or he pronounced. A curse on the city. First of all the city was a curse by God and it was not really cursed, it was sanctified. It was set apart and all the items in Jericho, some of you may remember, all the items in Jericho was to be saved for the temple, all right? And none of it was to be taken into people's personal possessions. And then of course there was a man in the tribe of Judah named Achan, who stole some of the stuff. You know, after they defeated Jericho because the walls fell, and, and you remember, as Jericho was defeated, the walls fell, and Achan hit, took some of the stuff and hid it in his tent. And so when the people of Israel went to the next city, a smaller city, a smaller place called Ai, you know, they were terribly defeated, and over 30 of their soldiers, 30 husbands and sons and fathers, died over thirty. And of course, Joshua went and prayed before the Lord. He's crying and complaining before God. And the Lord says, get up because they're in the camp, Right? And so he says, the people have sinned. And actually it wasn't the people, it was only one person. But of course, the people got credit for the one person's mistake. All right? And so what happens is, they, they find out who it was you know, they go through this, uh, they take a census, and they go through all the tribes and all the families, and they find out it was Achan. And Joshua says, declare glory to God, tell us what you did. And he gave glory to God, he confessed his faults, and they went ahead and stoned him. And his wife, and his children, his pets, everybody. All right, so that's Jericho. But Joshua put a curse on the city. Joshua said, in the day that someone rebuilds this city, I'm going to have to give you the face and paraphrase, their oldest son will die. Mm. When they start the foundation of the city, their oldest son will die. And when they finish the city, when they put up the gates, the youngest child will die. And that's exactly what happened in 1 um, in Kings. Right? And so Jericho is not a place that you want to go to. If you look at the the... The um the parable of the Good Samaritan, Good Samaritan, yeah. <laughs> so-called Good Samaritan, <laughs> right? Because Samaritans weren't considered good, so it was supposed to be an oxymoron. Because mm-hmm. Samaritans weren't supposed to be necessarily good. And the guy was coming from, the victim was coming from Jerusalem down to Jericho. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was coming down to Jericho, leaving the city of peace and the city of blessings down to this notorious place called Jericho, okay? He's going down there. Just like some cities here in the United States have been, um, are notorious for certain things. I'm not naming any of them right now because you might be living in one. All right, so, they went down to Jericho. And of course, on his way down, according to the story, robbers jumped him, um, attacked him, beat him, and robbed them. okay? And of course, what happens is the priest came by and went on the other side. The um, the elder came, the um, you know, well let's put it this way, the past a pastor walked by and left him. The deacon came by and left him, you know, because he was a Levite. And then the Samaritan man saw him, and had pity on him, and, and and took him and put, you know, oil and wine into his wounds and took him to an inn, took him to an inn and um, paid the innkeeper and said if he owes anything else, I'll pay him. That's, that's our background on Jericho, right? Yes. So now Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is going, he deliberately goes into Jericho. Mm-hmm. And of course the crowds are with him. There's always crowds. Yes. All right. And in the Jericho it says in verse 2 that there's a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Mm-hmm. Now tax collectors, also known as publicans, were hated by the Jews because... They collected taxes for Rome. Let's show a picture of a depiction of of Zacchaeus. All right, they they hated them, right? Imagine somebody if you're in a you're being occupied by another country by another authority, and you got these people collecting taxes. It's not because they collected taxes because everybody pays taxes somewhere. You sure enough pay them, right? And and no matter who's in office, taxes always go up. Oh, I'm sorry. But anyhow, so so you pay taxes. You and I, everybody, even Jesus paid taxes, all right? And so here's what happens. Uh, he, this, this man was a chief. He wasn't just an ordinary tax collector. He was a cheap. I mean, he was like a charge. He was getting more money than anybody. And the problem with the tax collectors of the day is that they extorted people. OK, so if I'm the tax collector, I know I have to collect X amount of taxes for Rome. But anything over that amount that I collect, by any means necessary, I get the keep. And that's how Zacchaeus got rich. And Matthew, one of the disciples was a tax collector. And that's how they got, that's why people hated them. They called them publicans and sinners. They get in the same category with sinners. Same category with, with prostitutes and whores and gamblers and cheaters and liars and thieves. They're in the same category, okay? So look, look what it says here in verse 3. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd. There was too many people. He couldn't he, he could distinguish which one was Jesus, right? And so here's what he says. It says here that he, could, he couldn't see, but could not because of the crowd. And he was of short stature. So he was a short man, right? So he ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, but he was going to pass by that way. Okay, let's show a sycamore tree. Sycamore tree is a, is a, a nice, thick, heavy tree. Um, they all don't look like this picture, but they, they, they have strong strong branches and thick thick trunks, and if the branches are low enough, it's easy to climb. I was looking at some pictures of sycamore trees in, um, in America and some in Israel and, and they look similar to the one that's showing now. Okay? And so, um, you can imagine, you know, a short man climbing up in this tree to see who Jesus is. To see who Jesus is, right? And so he climbed the tree because he knew Jesus was passing by. Verse 5 says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, Make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house." <laughs> so pay attention to this, check this out. So he's trying to see Jesus, not knowing that Jesus is actually looking for him, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's like religion. You know, we, we do these things on in the name of religion, but you don't have to climb, and you don't have to climb a tree or get a ladder or do all this work. Um, for religious sake you know like many religious people do because you don't have to do that to see God because God came to see you he came to us right I don't have to do the religious acts to, to be with God or to see God because God has already come to me already has done the work and has come to meet me amen he's come to meet me he's come to meet you in the person of Jesus Christ Okay, um, in Hebrews it says in, in back back in the day, in various times, old days, that God spoke through the prophets, but mm-hmm. today He speaks through His Son, mm-hmm. and His Son is Jesus, right? And Jesus is still speaking through His church, mm-hmm. through the body of Christ. Okay, so anyhow, getting back to Zacchaeus, all right? So he climbed the hill, and Jesus got there and said, "Come on down. I'm going to stay at your house today." Alright, and so verse 6 says, So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Alright, but when they saw it, they all complained, all the crowd complained. Especially the religious leaders, it's implied there. He has gone to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. Oh, let's show Zacchaeus one more time. Let's show Zacchaeus, not at the table, but in the tree meeting Jesus, all right? He's going to be with the man. Jesus says to him, come on down here, man. I want to be in your house today, all right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the honor that Zacchaeus has and the jealousy that many other people have? Yes. Because Jesus is the, was was known as a prophet, mm-hmm. a prophet of God. Yes. They may not have recognized him as a son of God, but they know him as a prophet of God. And they, and they, heard, they know stories about Elijah, and, and different ones, Elisha, and different prophets in the old days, and how people were blessed because they, they hosted them, or they took care of them, you know, that kind of thing, right? And so these folks are jealous, and because, also they're jealous because Zacchaeus is a sinner. He's one of the worst kind, y'all, because he works for wrong. They consider him a traitor, all right? And so what you got to remember, tax collectors and sinners we're in a certain category. When we look, when we looked at the um, when we looked at the Prodigal Son, the audience there was two groups of people. There was the tax collectors and sinners, and then there was the religious leaders. And Jesus was dealing with both groups. Okay, and so when the, so Zacchaeus comes down, he hosts the dinner for Jesus, and while he's having dinner, he stands up and makes a declaration. Okay. Uh, verse 8 says, Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, <laughs> yes. I give half my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, it actually should say, since I've taken you know stuff from people, right? I restore them fourfold. So, Listen, I don't want you to get the idea that you have to pay your way into the salvation. Yes. All right? They're having dinner. Between, between verse 7 and verse 8, there's a dinner going on. Yes. And Jesus is at the table with Zacchaeus and his, I guess his family and whoever else he had there. And at some point, Zacchaeus becomes a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. At some point, Zacchaeus is repented of his sins, all right? And he's trusted in the Lord. And then, because he's changed, because he's a new man, because the Lord has changed him and made him free, he gets to stand up and make this declaration. Mm -hmm. See, this is just a sign of a new person, a sign of a new man. See, because when you come to faith in Jesus Christ and when he forgives you your sins, you understand that you might have to make some restitution to some people. You may have to make some apologies. Mm-hmm. You may have to go to someone and apologize for your past behavior. But I'm different now. I'm saved, the Lord has saved me, yes. and I'm determined to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know that's what happens when folk come to Christ. They you know, you, you are a new creature. A new creation yes. by Christ Jesus. Yes. And the old stuff is passed away. And so so the, your old sins are passed away, and what these also be passed away are your old grudges, mm, yes. amen. The stuff I have against people, the hurt that folks have done to me, yes. and and the improper things they said about me, mm-hmm. and and all the stuff that my so-called enemies. I need to come to a place now that I'm a believer where I'm gonna forgive. I'm gonna try to forgive that. I'm gonna get some help. I'm gonna, yes. I may need some counseling. I'm gonna need some help and a lot of prayer. Maybe we're fasting too, right? And try to put all those things away, because all my sins are forgiven. Mm. So I need to forgive all those other people's sins, or that individual, whoever that individual is, I need to forgive his or her sins too. Right? But so, and so you become a changed person. And Zacchaeus is a changed individual. And now he's saying, I'm going to give half my goods to the poor. That won't break because he's rich. Mm -hmm. Okay? (laughs) He's rich. I don't know what, rich, rich is a relative term, you know that, right? Yes. If you take your, <laughs> your income and go to a poor place, you might be rich too, True. all right? And so, and some of you are already rich. You know you are, you just don't let us know about it. Anyhow, so Zacchaeus, I'm going to give half my bills to the poor, which is quite generous. And if I have taken anything, by false accusation, I'm gonna restore fourfold. That was a Roman law. Yes. See, in Israel law is that you pay back and then you add 20% interest. Mm-hmm. Okay? But in Roman law you pay back, you pay back four, we pay back four times. Right? That's what, and see, Zach, he has worked for Rome. And so he's using their standard of justice to pay back the money that he's taken and that he extorted from all those people that made him. Rich. Okay. And look what Jesus says in verse nine. Alright, Jesus said to him, Today salvation is come into this house, because he is also a son of Abraham. Jesus said he's a son of Abraham. And salvation has come to his house. You know, and that's what I came for. I come for the children of Abraham. And he also says that for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. That which was lost. All right? And so Zacchaeus' salvation is evident through his change of attitude towards money. His change of attitude towards people. Mm. Okay? So when, you, when you're change, your attitudes change. Mm-hmm. Now, your personality may not change. <laughs> you look at your hands, your hands look new. You look at your feet. They, no, they don't change either. Mm-hmm. You're going to look the same and you have the same personality. You know, you may have the same inclinations, Mm -hmm. right? All right, but you are, when you change, your attitudes change, and eventually, some some things change immediately upon conversion, and some things take a little time. As you mature in Christ, as you come through, you know, mature in Christ, some some things are changing over time. Mm -hmm. But what we're saying here, Is that you don't have to be, you don't have to have a guilty conscience. You don't have to live in sin. You don't have to have compulsive behavior. You don't have to be the prodigal, or the the prodigal means wasteful. You don't have to be lost. Some people are lost on the road, some people are lost in the house. You don't have to be lost. Jesus knows where you are, and he comes to you. Okay? And he's using the body of Christ, he's using us, he's using believers to come to you, to give you the word. So you know that this, is not, this does not have to last all your life. You can be healed. You can be healed in your body, you can be healed in your emotions, you can be healed in your psyche. You know? You can be delivered. You can be
1: delivered from, from sin
0: and judgment and guilt. and and hurt and pain, you can be delivered from those things through Jesus Christ. And he's come to seek and to save that which is lost. Jesus said, um, those who are whole, those who are healthy don't need a doctor, right? You know, so if you think you're whole, you think you're healthy, you think you're good to go, you don't need a physician. But for us who recognize that we were ill, Recognize we're a little bit hurt, recognize that we have infirmities, that's another word for weaknesses. We're the ones that need them. Right? We recognize that we're not complete. We recognize that there's there's a problem in my life, there's a problem with me, and I'm the problem. We recognize that about ourselves. We're the ones that need to come to Jesus. Right? Actually, you other folks need to come to him as well. But we know we need them. we know we need them. Yeah. Publicans, sinners. You know, junkies, whores, thieves, yes. robbers, you know. We know we need them. Yes. The church is full of folk who used to have those labels. Yes. All right? And we know that we come to Christ, we know we need Jesus, and we know that he makes a change in our life. And he makes us free from all that dread, and pain, and suffering that we go through, that we went through, right? He even helps us to forgive people who hurt us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Because folks have been hurt. You know, the Bible says confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. Now, when we think of faults, we think of the stuff I did wrong and the mistakes I made, those are my fault, right? You know, you you do something wrong, it's my fault. I did it, I'm sorry, you know. Mm -hmm. But our faults are also the things that happen to us that are not our fault, Mm -hmm. but it's not my fault that you did this to me. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault that you hurt me. It's not my fault that you touched me improperly. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault that you stole from me. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm in, it bothers me, so I need to confess those things too. All right? Mm-hmm. I confess my pain, I confess just, not just what I did wrong, but I'm confessing what was done wrong to me. Yes. All right? And we're gonna pray together so I could be healed. So you could be healed. If you have any of those issues in your life, we want to pray with you so you can have healing. Yes. Amen. It's not just this, you know, I, I like to wish that when you, when you say yes to the Lord, you know, your your the slate was clean in the sense of your your bad behavior, or sins and your your forgiveness. But you still feel some kind of way about certain people. Mm-hmm. Alright? And, and sometimes, like I said before, some people just get over it right away. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. And some people need a little work. Mm-hmm. But Jesus works with us. Yes. And he provides for us. So like Zacchaeus, his attitude changed towards money. His attitude changed towards people. Because imagine imagine being disliked by everybody and imagine not having any friends, and some people have that experience y'all. But when he got saved, his attitude changed about the people and the money, and when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, your attitude will change too, and things will go better for you. Now, disclaimer, will you have problems in your life, sure you will, you know, I mean everybody has issues. Life is but a few days of yes. trouble, the Bible says. You know, um, the philosopher Martin McGay said there's three things for sure. Taxes, death, and trouble. Yes. Right? And the Bible says there's going to be trouble. All right? And so anyone who names the name of Christ is going to experience persecution. And they're going to have some opposition. But what I want to let you know is that Jesus is with you. I'd rather be in opposition with Jesus on my side then to think everything's cool and smoothed out. And I don't have it. So like kids, you could be a new person too. Or maybe you already are. That's a beautiful thing. All right? If you are, you need to, you need to make a declaration of what you're gonna do. Now that I'm saying, I'm, we're not saying you have to sell happy stuff. <laughs> give all your, get, no you need to give it all. You need to bring an altar to the altar right here. Uh, no, we're not saying stuff like that. I mean, there are people who do say that. But we're not saying, we're not saying that. No, no, no. You don't have to get, but what you have to do, what you should do is change your attitude towards giving, change your attitude towards people. You want to help folks out, right? You receive help, you want to pass it on, you want to help somebody else. Amen. I was with my son and I was at Home Depot and, um, during the last storm where lights went out and stuff like that, we, was, we went to buy a um, generator at basically the last minute. And because he called ahead of time, the woman on the phone held one for him. Oh. Right? And so she said she recognized his voice. And I'm not sure what that meant. Actually, I do know what that means, but I'm not going to say it out loud. all right? She recognized him. Right? And she held it for us. Right, and then she told us after we, she said, she said, now you do, um, how do you say it? She said, pay it forward. Oh, okay. All right, so she took care of us, and she said, we need to take care of somebody else. All right, and it's true. We need to pay it forward. Now that we're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and uh, we're getting our lives together. It may not be all straight right away, but we're getting it together. Amen. Right, one songwriter said, if you're, yeah. not, um, it's not, you're not, it's, falling, it's not broken down, but it's falling into place. I don't even know who that was. Right. So while we're getting ourselves
1: together, we need to pay it for Like Zacchaeus is going, well,
0: he's paying back people. But we need, if you need, if, wait, you know what? If you owe somebody, you need yeah, to pay. Oh, my right. goodness. <laughs> yes, yes. If you owe somebody, pay them. Pay your debts. Don't be the Christian with the bad testimony. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, pay your debts. You pre- preaching Jesus at the job and stuff like that. And and the, the <laughs> debt collector call your house, and you don't answer the phone? Mm-hmm. Pay your debts, Saints. Mm-hmm. I mean I I did not mean to do this when I started out, but I'm gonna say now. Mm-hmm. Pay your debts, right? And then after your debts are paid, pay stuff for it. Amen? Get out yeah. of debt. And pay, pay forward. Amen. Because you, you're different now. Yeah. Right? You're different. You know, your, your cousins say these things about you, but it's not true anymore. Yeah. Right? And, and your folks and your classmates and people, go back to your class reunion as a same individual. Let them see you now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They, they, may, they may know you one way back in high school or in college. Go back and let them see you, the same individual. The Christian man, woman, right now, clean, no longer doing the things I used to do. Let us see that. We're not showing off. We're just giving glory to God. Amen. Amen? Amen. And you give glory to God, too. What you need to do is simple, because Jesus has done all the work for our salvation. Just come to faith in him. Just ask him into your life. Oh, that's it. That's it. You know? It's, it's not, you don't have to give half your goods to the poor. You don't have to show up here every week. You have to come to faith. You have to trust Jesus Christ for your salvation. Yes, yes. And you don't have to clean yourself up first either. Okay, we said it before, whatever you have, whatever you are, just bring it all to all Jesus. Jesus. That's right, all your, all your um, infirmities, your weaknesses, your habits, your inclinations, your bad thoughts about certain people, your hurts, your pains, your anger. Bring everything to Jesus. Bring it home. Bring it home. You got anger, you got issues, you got diagnosis. Bring everything to Jesus. Bring it all to him. He can work with you. Amen. He'll take you. He'll take you as you are. Right? You know, um, we say come as you are. Jesus really means it, though. Right? You don't have to be sober to come to Jesus. You don't have to be clean to come to Jesus. You can be drunk and dirty and addicted and hurt. and Whatever it is, whatever your state is, you can come to him just like that. And he receives you. He will no way cast you out when you come to him in faith. We encourage you to trust Jesus today. Just ask him. To you like. It's as simple as praying, Lord, I need to be saved. Forgive me of my sins. It's that easy? That's simple. It's not easy because Jesus did all the hard work. See, salvation, we like to think salvation is free, huh. but it's actually prepaid. Jesus paid it. He paid it for it so you and I can be saved today just for the asking. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for the hearers in your word today that some of them will say, Yes, Lord, I need the salvation. And they will let you in. And as you knock on the door, they'll open the door to you and let you in today. Because you want to save and secure all that is lost. We thank you for what you're doing today, Lord. We thank you for allowing us this time. bless us lord bless them lord keep them safe father draw them by your spirit save everyone we thank you for it in jesus name amen amen god bless you thank you very much
1: thank you. on behalf of our pastors theodore and linda fason we would like to thank you for joining the living water christian center church for our sunday morning virtual service Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offering, you can use PayPal at Living Water CCC, Cash App at Living H2O Church, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance, or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.